Hello guys and welcome to episode 6 of Brain Fart. I'm gonna be completely honest before we start today's episode. I have a cut on my lip and I just drank some pineapple juice so that stung a little bit. Um, but really I actually wanted to just inform you guys on how I was doing. Last night, I had a little bit of a brain episode. I'm fine. I know how to handle it. Um, my boyfriend, Martin, was there. He knows how to handle it. So that was fine. But I woke up this morning, and I just felt like a turd. I just felt so bad and so tired, and I couldn't quite place it. I just felt exhausted without doing anything. And I'm going to be real. I got ready. I was getting ready to go to class. It wasn't an early class. It was at like 1130, which isn't that bad. Um, I was getting ready to go. I had all of my stuff. I was completely bundled up. I walked outside. I walked maybe 10 minutes. It's like a 20 minute walk I take every morning. I walked maybe 10 minutes. I stopped in the middle of the sidewalk. I turned around. And I walked home, just completely skipped class, which I, I hate doing because I like to save absences and things like that just in case I get really, really sick or I have an audition or something is going on. So I like to save it for that, but I, I cannot tell you why I just couldn't get there today. I Felt I was walking and I didn't feel so sick, but I had a little bit of residual headache going on and my body felt tired and I just had this moment where I said, listen to your body, listen to what's going on and take it easy. And so I walked home. I didn't do anything crazy. I went grocery shopping. I came home. That took it out of me. So I took... I don't know, like an hour and a half nap, and here I am. I'm here recording, and I have to catch up on a lot of work tonight because I just couldn't do it today. And, you know, I just wanted to mention that. I just wanted to talk about it because those days happen. They happen. They not only happen to me, they happen to everybody. Where even if it's just you're like, okay, I'm not feeling sick. I don't feel bad. Why do I feel like I just can't do it today? And so that happened. And I just wanted to share with you that I still get that. It's still there. I mean, I'm looking at my list that I wrote on our little whiteboard today of all the things I need to do by the end of the night. And it's nothing crazy. Like, let's be real. Your girl... She work, but she does not work that hard. So it's all doable stuff. And a lot of it's for fun. Like a lot of it's recording brain fart and a lot of it's like baking banana bread. But I'm still like, oh, there's my list for today. So I just wanted to, I don't know, mention that. I, I'm sure you guys have had those experiences. I mean, I would love to hear about them. Honestly, it's kind of nice when other people like share those experiences. It was nice because one of my roommates, we, I came, I texted her. I was like, I'm, I'm coming home. And I came through the door and we just looked at each other and laughed because we were both feeling so tired and 
worn out and we just didn't know where it came from. Oh, I need to add something else to my list. Okay, that's fine. All is good. I can multitask. Um, so yeah, there's that. That's not even the topic this week. I just wanted to mention that because it was happening in my life and it was real and I just want to be real with you guys about oh, what's going on. And now we're going to get really real. We're going to we're going to hop on that period train to that menstruation station. Everybody, we're just going to go for it. And you know, I think it's informative. I think it'll be nice. I mean, it's going to be my own experience. Like, I can't speak for, like, the entire group of individuals who have vaginas. There's just no possible way that I could ever speak to anyone else's experience. So, therefore, I will only speak to mine. And I also... Spoiler alert, I also have some diseases related to hormones. Um... So I'll be talking about those. Yeah, we're just going to get down and dirty and bloody. Nope, that didn't work. We'll see if I cut that out. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm about to start my period. I don't quite know because my period, my menstruation, my menstruation likes to do this fun thing where it's like, we're coming, we're going to get you, we're going to get you, and then it just doesn't show up. And then a few weeks pass, and I'm like, ah, where'd you go? And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and then it's like, ha ha, caught you by surprise. And I'm like, ha ha, I hate that. Um, so you can't really plan. There's never really a plan in mind. You never know where you're going to be when she strikes. Um, so, yeah, that's super fun. But the reason I think it's happening, I'm feeling some... I'm feeling a storm brewing down in my, not down in my vagina, but down in like my uter uterus area, um, and the the those bits down there. Um, I also feel a little more tired. I see like a couple little pimplies coming in, and I'm like, where'd you come from? So I think that's happening. So I felt, hey, this is a good time to just talk about it. So here we are, and here. Here goes the talking. We're hormone, hormone, hormones. So I guess I should start with, I've always had like, uh, I don't know, an on and off relationship with my period. I've always been irregular. I think I started my period when I was 13. I was, that's not super late. That's a little bit normal. I had some cousins who started their periods kind of earlier. So I think I had expected to, and I didn't. And I started my good old period on Easter. I was wearing a cute little, probably pastel dress. Um, and I you did that good old wipe, and you look down and you go, ah, that's blood coming out of my body. I'm a woman now. Just kidding. I hate that notion. Because, I don't know, not everyone who has a vagina is a woman. So there's that. Um, but so yeah, that whole thing came about. My mom was like, oh, that sucks. 
It was none of that like, oh, welcome, welcome, young one to to this wonderful life. She was like, ah, gross, let's help you, let's help you out. I'm like my mom is, she's a queen. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of when it started. And I was like, here we are. And like I mentioned, it was never regular. I went through my entire life basically guessing. There would be, like, I think I went, I started my period, and I think I went an entire year in my life where I never got my period, which is, what? That's so wacky. And I know a lot of people deal with irregular periods. It's often rare that people immediately start with a regular period, which is so interesting. The human body doing weird things. Um, wow, I'm very singy this episode. But I, yeah, was coming in, coming out, doing the thing. When would it come? I don't know. Do I always have to be prepared? Always have to bring around a pad or a tampon, all that stuff? And I'm going to be real. I prefer pads. It's just a preference of mine. Tampons do not sit pretty up there, um, which I later found out the reason why. Um, it was all about discovery, my teenage years. Uh, and it's interesting because I kind of knew about this before I knew about anything else I was dealing with. And so I was just figuring out like where I belonged in my own body. Like, I, that doesn't even make sense, but just kind of figuring out how it worked and how I could navigate that. And since the periods were so irregular and things were happening, I ended up going to the doctor. I think I was 16 or 17. I ended up going to this doctor and I was like, hey girl, I also had like this morning sickness thing. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're thinking. Um, and I went into this doctor, my poor pediatrician. And she's like, what are your symptoms? And I was like, I'm feeling nauseous in the morning and tired. And I haven't had my period in a while. And she was like, um, would you be would you be comfortable if we had your mom in here to talk? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. She knows everything about me. And this doctor looks at me and she goes, is there any possible way you're pregnant? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I was so severely single and so severely not sexually active, <laughs> that there was no possible way of me being pregnant unless religion took a giant poop on me and said, you are now the new whatever. Uh, but no, I was like, I'm not pregnant. And she's like, okay, well, let's just send you in for an ultrasound anyways. And I was like, okay. So I went in like a week later to get this ultrasound done. Surprise, you can get ultrasounds done without it being like a pregnancy ultrasound. Sometimes they just want to look at your other organs. And so that's what they were doing. They were just making sure things were okay down there. And so I had this like guy technician doing the ultrasound on my belly. And he looks at me and my mom and we're just like chatting, small talk. He's like, do you have any history of like genetic malformation with your female organs? 
in your family? Does that run in your family? And we're like, no. And he's like, okay. And then I get dressed and we go home and we're like, okay. Um, and then like, oh, week or two later, my mom gets this call from the doctor. And I'm just going to say this now. I'm not going to completely divulge or like completely detail everything or what it is or even call it by its name. Not that I'm, I don't know. It's kind of a more personal one. Nothing's like crazy, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you later. We've only known each other over a month, people. How dare you try and get all of my secrets out of me now? Um, but maybe I'll tell it a little bit later. But for now, I think I'm just going to call it like a genetic malformation. And so we found out just some of my organs, not my vagina. My vagina's fine. And even if it wasn't, that would be fine. Um, but so... We get this call and my mom tells me and I'm like, what the heck? No, 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 no. That's weird. Because I was, what, 16, 17, had never heard about this in my life. Never. And so we ended up going to see a gynecologist. And if there's anybody listening that doesn't know what a gynecologist is, it is basically a doctor for vaginas. And they just... Go up in there, make sure everything's fine, make sure, like, checking things involving hormones and checking things with other organs that are related to the vagina, such as the uterus or the ovaries and all of that business. And so that's what they do. So I had never gone, um, and so I went. And it was this woman, and I was like, okay, it's a woman that makes me feel more comfortable. And, you know, I don't know her. Maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe it wasn't a good day. Maybe her dog was sick or something. Um, but she was not particularly kind to me <laughs> or gentle in any, any aspect. Um, which is fine. Like I have tough skin. I can take it. Like I'm an emotional wreck, but I can also like take something serious. But so she was talking and we were discussing what had happened and she was checking some other things to make sure they were all right. And then at some point in the conversation, she essentially told me that at the age of 17, she told me that I would probably not be able to carry my own children or become pregnant. And I'm like, whatever about that now. I've always wanted to adopt. I've always like been vibing with that. But when you hear that at 17, you're kind of like, it was kind of upsetting. And then she, <laughs> that she looked at my face, saw that I was upset and then laughed and said, uh, yeah, but surrogacy is always an option. And I went, huh? Uh, okay. Um, sitting in the chair with like my legs in the air and my just vagina out to the world. Um, so that was fun. Also, she jump started my period. She was moving around up there and it got things loose. And then I started my period that day and I was like, wow, lady, way to make an impression on someone. 
Um, so I went home feeling different, <laughs> feeling a little weird. Uh, and so that was just that. That's what I found out at 17, and that was kind of the start of the hormonal snowball that had just started to pick up. And then I didn't think about things for a while. And then I would have these horrible period, and then this is when it, like my horrible, horrible period pain started to the point where I think I was driving home one day and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I just, I feel so sick. I'm going to puke. I was sobbing. I was like, I don't know if I can make it. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And for some reason I got home and I laid on the couch and just passed out because of pain. And it's happened before. Like I, there was one time I was walking home in a snowstorm and my period hit and I was like puking in the snow just because it's so painful. And so we were like, that seems weird. Maybe I shouldn't want to die every time I get my period. And so I went back to the doctor and we were doing some other things. And I was always like, I can't lose weight. I can't do this. I feel weird. Like do, 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 do all of these things. Um, and so I ended up going to the doctor and they brought up the possibility of me having PCOS which is an acronym for polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I was like, oh, okay. And we ended up doing some tests and I went in for another ultrasound to check my ovaries because a big sign is when you have these cysts on your ovaries. And I went in for that and they didn't find any. They were like, there's no cysts, so it's not PCOS. And I was like, okay, great, fine, okay, bye. And I left, which was great news. That was incredible news. Like, cause I, the research I've done and the things I've heard and the stories I've heard, it's so painful. And that like, that can really affect like people wanting to get pregnant and things like that and affect hormones and all this stuff. And then I was still having these like hormone swings and like hormone dips and all of these emotional things. And I just didn't know what was going on. And I, I was still discussing with my doctor and then I went, I ended up finding the new doctor that I'm at now. Yeah, right? Is that? I think that's right. <laughs> oh. um, so there's that. And I ended up finding this new doctor who was like, wait, they checked you for PCOS. I was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't have cysts. I'm good. And they were like, okay, just because you don't have cysts doesn't mean you don't have polycystic ovarian syndrome. And I was like, okay, how does that work? Is that possible? And basically I was told that you can still have the disease without the cysts. You can still have the hormonal differences. It's basically, I think if your testosterone is a significant amount higher than another one of your hormone levels, and like, it's like this ratio that they see. And if they see that ratio, that means you have PCOS. And then of course the other factors and all of that stuff. So we went, I went in, got the blood test, got the hormonal tests, and it came back that I did. And so even though I didn't have the cysts forming on my ovaries, thank goodness, I still had all of the hormonal issues that came with it. And that, and that and my genetic malformation was causing so much pain 
when I was having periods. And so it was just figuring that out allowed me to be like, okay, how can I eat differently? How can I do things differently? What, like, what can I do? And so that was a really interesting revelation because I was still younger. This was before my pseudotumor stuff, by the way. And I kind of started changing my life to accommodate to that diagnosis and taking like different and just trying different things like taking different oils and taking different herbs and like doing different diets and doing different workouts to try and figure out a way to help. So that's kind of what happened. And then I was kind of, I'm kind of in a good place with that. I feel like I have it under control. There's still times Honestly, I still get periods and I still have a horrible pain and I just have to remember, okay, maybe I need to get back on track with some, I don't know, like food differences, just try different things out to see what helps me because I don't like taking a ton of pain medicine because my body is just a weak, sad little vessel and can't handle like really intense medication all the time. So I just try and do everything I can outside of pain medication. Usually I have to take at least one like 800 milligram ibuprofen just because it gets so bad and I have to continue with my life. I can't just, and that's what sucks, you know? I can't just stop my life because this stupid natural thing happens to me. I don't get a free pass. Like I have to continue doing everything, feeling like a blob, feeling bloated, feeling so much pain and feeling just gushing fluid coming out of me. I told you this was going to be graphic and it is because it's, it's a freaking graphic thing. Um, and so it's like, Oh, it sucks that you still have to go on. So yes, I have to take pain medicine sometimes because of that. And yes, sometimes I get moody and I get mood swings and I get PMS. Like it happens. And it's not this weird thing of, oh, they, they have, P they're PMSing. It's just their PMS. Like, ugh, ugh, no to that. Because it's true and it happens and people get, they change emotionally when it's happening. And it's frustrating because if it's frustrating for you, it's frustrating for the person who it's happening to because they don't want to be angry and then happy and then sad and then crying over puppy but nobody wants that nobody wants to feel that so the next time you see someone going through that just try to think about it calm yourself and see what you can do to help and if there's nothing there's nothing so that's that I kind of got off on a tangent there and now I have to completely retract my thinking and I can't remember what I was gonna say um wow I wish I had someone here to remind me that's what I need when I forget things all my friends are just like we were talking about this and I'm like oh yeah okay and now I'm just sitting here alone in my room watching the red scroll on the recording with no idea what I was talking about okay let's Let's just talk it out. We were talking about periods. We were talking about being mindful of the people around you who might be experiencing pain. 
I think I'm just going to move on. I think that's that. So I have, so this is kind of, we're just doing a little steering, turning into a different conversation that also has to do with hormones and lady bits. So birth control. I had never been on it. I never needed to be on it. I was a single lady for 20 years of my life. And then I met Martin, who is my now boyfriend, and I love him dearly. And, you know, if you're my family and this freaks you out and you're listening to the podcast, then turn it off now. But also, it's a natural thing and we're safe, so it's fine. We do the do. Um, And... I, being me, being a paranoid, paranoid lady, I wanted to be extra cautious and I didn't want to purely rely on some plastic wrap. So I started talking to my doctor about birth control, which is a touchy subject with my medical history. Because not only would it affect my hormones and my gynecologist I went I started seeing someone new I actually see the guy who ripped me from my mother's womb he was like I saw you being birthed into life and now I know all of your insides and I go thank you sir he's an old man might sound weird but it's not he's nice um and so he he was like okay what's really gonna help your pain what's really gonna help you is birth control uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't help my pain a ton, but I guess it's fine. Whatever. And honestly, I haven't really noticed a change in my body since using birth control. Whatever, whatever. So I have like all of these hormone issues. So I was really worried about taking birth control. And not only that, I have the pseudotumor and that can affect the pseudotumor and, um, fluid buildup. And so that was something where it was like, okay, that's the real kicker. We really have to watch it with this one. But we decided to go on it anyways, because unfortunately I can't do any other form of birth control. There's an IUD, which for people who don't know, is a little device. It's like a tiny, it looks like a T shape and it's like kind of like wires and tubings. It's very small and they stick it up your vagina and into your um, cervix, and I forgot the name. <laughs> I almost said clavicle, and I was like, wrong side of the body. Um, into your cervix, and it just sits. Th- so basically, it blocks. It just like blocks anything that might want to try to get up there and make babies. So I can't do that because of my genetic malformation. So that was off the table. And then there's an all, there's also this little implant that goes into your arm. But unfortunately for me, that releases, that would release too many hormones. Like that would change my hormone pattern too severely. And so that was off the table. And so the only thing left was like a contraceptive, like oral contraceptive, which it would be like a birth control pill. And I ended up taking, I I take low, low estrin, which is a brand that I'm not... (laughs) not sponsored like 50 people listen to this <laughs> nobody's gonna sponsor me um but I take this brand and it's because it's the lowest dose of like estrogen or hormonal like whatever changing whatever it does it's like the lowest dose so we were kind of 
testing what the lowest dose would do and how it would affect me. And honestly, it hasn't hasn't quite affected me that much, not that I notice. I'm good about taking it. I do the thing. Um, and I've been fine. Like, I don't have a baby, so it's doing its job in that respect. But so, yeah. So I that one's a kind of watching for me. And that's the thing with birth control is it's different for everybody who takes it. Everybody feels, I have friends who are like, I feel better with the implant or I feel better with the IUD or it's better for me to take this higher dosage of birth control. Like it just, it's like anything in life. You just have to know your body and you have to know what works well with it. I always have felt uncomfortable with taking birth control. I just feel weird putting something like that in my body and it still honestly makes me nervous and I I get nervous about the long-term effects of it, about like changing my hormonal makeup. But you know, there's only so much you can do in this life to try to be better. And I guess with that one, I just had to compromise a little bit. And obviously I'm not like forced by law to be on it for the rest of my life. So things can change and things can be reworked and rewired. So that's that's kind of this episode. That's all I wanted to talk. Those are the points I wanted to talk about. I want to, let's recap. We talked about PCOS. We talked about periods and we talked about birth control. I think that's good. This episode's kind of getting to where my time, like my time cut off. Um, this episode's about to reach it. And I know there's so much more to be discussed about this topic. Like I said, This was purely, purely, purely my experience as a white cisgender female college student. There, that's like all I can say on the matter. There are so many different factors that people have to deal with, with this. And luckily for me, I have always had the resources I needed, like, hygiene products, um, birth control, access to gynecologists. And I think, I think I'll just leave saying that so many people don't. And that is so, that's such a blip in the system. That is so, Oh, oh man, I could really go go off. Um, But I think I just wanted to mention that to remind people of that and to remember why... Just remember. Just constantly keep... Not constantly keep that in your mind. Never stop thinking about it. But just... Just think about that sometimes when perhaps you're using a hygiene product or something like that and just think of the people who don't have access to that and remember we just got we got to fight for those people. You you have to. We have to be we have to work for work with them, work for them, do our best to make this an equal world. Okay, so that got a little a little off, but I I don't know. I think I couldn't really do an episode without at least mentioning that. So 
there's that. I mean, if you guys want, I could go into a whole other topic, like a whole other podcast about that. Let me know. Let me know if there's something that you guys really, really want to hear about or really interested in. Please email at brainfart at gmail.com or I'm on Instagram. You can, it's brainfart podcast on Instagram. You can DM me, message me, whatever you want. Just let me know. If I was wrong or anything in this episode, if I said something that probably wasn't co- like exactly correct or anything, please correct me. Like I, I am no doctor. I am no scientist. I am no extremely educated person. I, I still make mistakes. I still need help. I would love to hear feedback. Um, I think that's about it. If you guys want to leave a little, a little thing on iTunes saying cool podcast and give it five stars, that'd be awesome. Or don't do whatever you want. If you just like listening and not doing anything but listening, thank you. Thank you for just listening. Uh, And I think that's it for tonight, guys. Or today or whatever time it is there. Um, I will see you next week. I will see you. I don't know what any of you look like. I will talk to you next week. And I think I'm going to get into emotions and paranoia and guilt so that will be a super fun super fun episode all right have a good whatever time it is wherever you are and i'll talk to you next week bye